And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davey Risman and Mickey Brennan and uh, just what I suppose wish all of our listeners or, or hope that they had a nice Easter because when they listen to this Easter will be well over but it is Easter weekend and um, Davey I suppose with the All-County Football League being pushed out to Tuesday nights that meant that the weekend was free for everybody to enjoy their Easter bar if you were a hurler or an under 20 footballer um, because you would have been uh, uh, keeping yourself right for the weekend. Yeah, I had, a, I had a Premier game actually Saturday, Mickey. So I was in our cash, but uh, I did have uh, have a good time with thereafter. So um, no busy weekend. Um, were you playing? Were you playing Premier? Yeah, yeah. We're fortunate in the sense that we only have to name eight fellas now that that were junior two. So we're, we're quite strong actually at Premier, and uh, I think it's the first time I've ever beat Vincent's. I've played them so many times and. It was just nice to win a game against them um, for a change. In Ardcat as well, in in uh, the, what would you call it? The, 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 the fortress. fortress that is, yeah, mm. the fortress that is um, Galatasaray type uh, uh, atmosphere over there. But um, yeah, so you, so you beat them anyway um, up in Ardcat. Yeah, did it did a bit of a number on them. They were they were missing a few. I think they had a, a stag or something down the country. Um, but they still fielded, I think that 13 or 14 players, which you can play up to. Um was chatting to Hugh Durgan after the game as well. And uh good to good to catch up with a few of them. And Robbie Lynch was playing, of course, the, the great Robbie Lynch who stuck struck that winner against uh, the Ultons last year. Last year. Um, yeah. he, he's under serious pressure at the minute, Mickey, because he's playing first team and second team. And he was telling me, you know, the legs aren't getting any younger than that but he's he's, he's going all right he's a bit Still. like yourself then playing a bit of first team and, and second team Davy. yeah exactly yeah 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 <laughs> but i'm only back now after a little bit of a break so yeah yeah well speaking of which i'm only back myself i played my first game in in what year and a half two years on uh friday night uh having sustained that horrific injury last summer um but uh, just before the football started last june it was the June bank holiday weekend. The football was all starting the following week. And I, I hadn't, obviously we had been in lockdown or whatever before that. So mm. uh, I hadn't played in probably the guts of nine months or 10 months. And then all of a sudden this injury came. So yeah, we're all, we're all getting back in the field. Davey. It's great. It's great to be back, Mickey, isn't it? Yeah. You'd, you'd know the hot weather was on the way. Um, <laughs> the sunny weather, sunny evenings. I'll play football on a sunny evening. No problem. But there was a few lads out anyway. Um, not in premier uh, action on the weekend. Of course, the Mead Hurlers were out in the Joe McDonough first round. The under-20s were out in the Mead under-20s, right in the Leinster quarter-final of the under-20 uh, championship there. And um, we did have uh, the 
Mead Ladies Miners out as well on Monday. Depends on when you're listening to this, but they were out on Monday or today. Um, and uh, they were unlucky coming away from that one in Park Tolchin. Um, on a four-point deficit uh, to Kildare, two fourteen to Kildare, two ten to Mead. That was the second round. I think it is around Robin in that Leinster um, minor championship for the girls. So hopefully they'll be able to bounce back. But Davy, we're, we're going to go straight to the under twenties and um, your neighbour there, guy that we've been waxing lyrical about for the last year, a guy that we think is an absolutely fantastic footballer and is going to go on to big things if he sticks with the guy and um, Darrow Riley getting the winning point for me came off the bench scored twice um, but ultimately his final point was the point that saw me get over the line and 13 points to Longford 111 to me the one point victory for me then you know John McCarthy will be extremely happy with this very young under 20s team it has to be said that he has um, uh, at his disposal. And to get that opening round victory is is huge for this bunch of players. That's massive. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where this O'Reilly is coming from. It's just propped up in the week. It is definitely Riley, not O'Reilly. <laughs> I've seen a few, a few, oh, few really? people call him. Yeah, O'Reilly. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, but but absolutely. I, like, I was actually a bit apprehensive about this game. Just the fact that we, we haven't had any joy at all really over the last number of years at under 20 level we've been winless going into the development league following on from that um longford had a win and a game under their belt at championship obviously they had home advantage um and they'd beat mead in the minor there just a couple of short weeks ago um so it was always going to be a real banana skin for mead i think they were as short as one to six with the bookmakers which i thought was a scandalous price um but they, they did they did well to dig it out in the end, Mickey. Um, because they were under massive pressure throughout the whole game. Really slow start, three points to nil down before they started playing essentially, and um, obviously long for missing a penalty five minutes yeah, from time. The closing and stages. They went ahead then after that, and Pierre Sheridan, a substitute, came on from Oldcastle kicked a great point to level things up and Dar Riley, I actually met him Saturday night, uh, would you believe, Mickey, and I had a good chat with him um, and he got the ball in space, typical Dar Riley run through the heart of the defence, one-on-one with the keeper and he was telling me it was like a real head versus heart thing because he knew time was up, he wanted to go for the goal because we know he's that type of player but incredibly he fisted the ball over the bar Keeper puts the ball and the tee kicks it out. Whistle goes and Mead win by a point, you know. So, um, but that's that's the type of impact. Like he came on and kicked two points in the last ten minutes. Pierre Sheridan, another substitute that came on on a day where our bigger bigger sort of forwards, Jim and Moriarty and Owen Frame, maybe got marked out of it. Didn't have their best days. I think they only hit two points between them. Uh, other fellas stood up and Rory Kinsel and Niall Finnerty, for example, they were excellent. Um, which is good to see. It's a win under the belt, and I think the players will come on markably from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it just shows you the maturity as well of Darren Riley to, and, and how he even was thinking about it while he was going through on goal. I suppose coming from that soccer background, he would have loved to have hit the net, but he had the wherewithal and the know-how that time was up, just flick it over the bar and that should be the winning score. And, you know, a lot of other players could make the mistake of going for the goal and missing it. Um, he did the right thing. And, and 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 that's something that I'm really looking forward to seeing him evolve as a footballer, as a GEA player, because as we know, he comes from that soccer background. He does have Gaelic in him as well, but he would have predominantly been a soccer player. So to, 
to, I suppose, take all these things on board. It, it, it's a learning uh, uh, experience for Dara as he's going along as well. And, you know, he's only going to get better, David. Yeah, because the whole setup at inter-county level is is hugely different to being in a club environment, Mickey. And, you know, I'd hasten to say that if that was maybe playing with Ultons last year, I think he probably would have went for goal. But being involved and learning and, and getting, I suppose, excellent level of coaching from the fellas involved with that 20s team now, his his own personal game has come on sight, aside from that. You have to remember that he's one of the few players if not the only player that wouldn't have been involved with underage teams at Meath before that. So essentially he's been thrown right in at the deep end at under 20 level, whereas the other fellas will have, I suppose, had an upbringing at that level. So there's a big difference and a huge step up, as you know yourself. So um, great to see him progressing. I know he'll be pushing for a start now on Thursday night against the Dubs. He'll probably been disappointed to not start, you know, but he came on and influenced the game in the right way and his attitude was spot on. And that's another thing that actually probably helped him from the soccer is that he had that sort of mind mind frame to come in and, and not be, you know, disappointed at starting, but coming on and trying to influence the game and, and force your way into the team. So um, he's given John plenty to think about as has the likes of Pierre Sheridan and that too. So um, yeah, look at great for him. Great for me. And, and thankfully, we're off the mark and we have a massive game to come now this week. Yeah, Davey, I said it at the top of the podcast there the, when we started talking about this. It's a very young Mead team. It is a very young Mead team and that John McCarthy has, I suppose, put together here. And the majority of them will be underage again next year and some of them even the year after that as well. So how and we saw in the development league that it didn't go too well for them but again it was a chance to see loads of players to trial out loads of players and whatever how massive could that be win be for them like it, it, it has to be a huge uh, weight off their shoulders now knowing that they've got that win the most important one of the year so far the the, the development league wins in that weren't going to uh, hold too much weight going into the championship. But to get the win, and to get the win in the manner that they did, going into a semi-final against Dublin in Parnell Park, you know, is it shackles off now for the semi-final? I definitely think there's a big weight lifted off the shoulders, yeah, because now the weight of expectancy is is off them. and They've gone down there, they've got a result. And, like, you think back to even the minor team from last year, and one of the hardest games they played was that first round game against Loudoun and Navin, where they were under the pump in that one, you know, and they came through it and they just they just carried on and after, you know, and got better and better. So the hope would be that they can achieve something similar. Obviously, it's a massive test going to Parnell Park to take on the dubs. They themselves had a really stern test against Westmead last week. I think it was last Thursday night. Uh, they were five or six points down at half time and they produced a brilliant second half performance to turn it around and win by four. So they themselves probably have plenty of scope for improvement. It's a really appetizing game. You have Kildare on the other side. They take on the reigning and defending All-Ireland champions in Offaly, you know, which is another brilliant semi-final pairing. Um, so Leinster is where it's at at under 20. And I think for me, if they could, if they could potentially get that um, win against Dublin I just think it'd be it'd be a huge one at this level we've talked about it all year how important it is um, so so fingers crossed for the lads yeah most of the the team that would say John has put together would have been part of last two years minor teams that obviously have not feared Dublin so I can see them going into this into this game with without fear and as I said as well with the shackles off because 
the mid players of the last few years, they don't seem to fear the dubs at all. Like it's not as daunting as it was, we pray we'll say in previous years for mid teams. No, I'd agree with that. And even I remember playing them up there. Uh, was it two or three years ago and they gave us an awful beating um, yeah. possibly Joe Robinson's team maybe um, but again that team wouldn't have been exposed to beating Dublin at minor level whereas now this team as you say whether it was last year's minor team or the year before they've done it so there's not that fear factor anymore I don't think attached to the dubs which is great and it should stand to meet and hopefully as you say they can play a little bit more with the shackles off they'll have to learn certain things I think defensively you know, um, they're going to have to get a lot tighter on on a sort of top marksman. Like you look at Jack Duggan, I think he got eight or nine points at the weekend. Points, he just yeah. str- struggled to deal with him, the big physical presence. And at midfield, I think they were probably second best. So there's elements of it you'd like to improve on. And in the forward capacity too, you need to get your main men, your centre-half forward, your full forward own frame and Jim Moriarty, you know, um, controlling things a little bit better. But again, they'll come on for it, I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, next up, as we said, is Dublin next Thursday evening in Parnell Park. A massive game for this under-20s team. And we wish John McCarthy and the lads the very best of luck. We will be doing uh, Loyal Royals review of that game um, uh, later in the week. And uh, stay tuned to our Loyal Royals podcasts this week for that one. We will have as well uh, on this week's Loyal Royals, we'll have a review of Mead against Carlo in the Joe McDonough Cup. And later in the week as well, we will have the All-County Football League review um, where we will be looking back at all the results from all seven divisions and we will be going through our predictions. Myself and Davy are level at the moment after three rounds of the All-County Football League. So hoping that I'll go ahead of him after the fourth <laughs> round. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one as well. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Um, but Davy, I mentioned the John McDonough Cup. We're going to go to that briefly now. Um, on Saturday, I think it was, was it or Sunday? Uh, Mead took on Carlo in um, Park Tolchin. Chance for retribution for Mead, um, having lost to them in the league um, only uh, not that long ago. But the visitors came away with a massive victory, Davy. Uh, 430, that's 42 points to Mead's 17 points. Uh, Really disappointing for um for, for the lads. Um I, I I just feel for Nick Weir after that result. Yeah, likewise. And uh, I suppose the game essentially was over in the first 10 minutes when Carlo opened up a 1-6 to no score lead and Mead could never really haul that back. They did try in vain, but um Carlo were awesome. They they absolutely played at a pace that Mead couldn't compete with. And 
I mean, when you factor in that there was only a month ago and there was three points between the sides and Mead probably could feel aggrieved that they didn't win that day. It, it kind of leaves you scratching your head, Mickey, as to why a, a result like that can happen four weeks later and how, you, you know, but uh, it's funny. on a different level, Mickey, and Mead were, Mead were well off, it, to be honest. Yeah, it's funny, David, because we, we did say that Mead were going to have to get off to a good start in this game. And if they could get off to a good start, that, you know, that could be the catalyst to driving forward and, and, and seeing out the game or whatever, but it was Carlo. And that has been, I suppose, something that has plagued them this year is, has been the slow starts and teams getting on top of them and getting these big leads in, 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 the, team, in the games where they lost by large margins. That's, that's usually what has happened. Yeah, and the inconsistencies again, which has been, it's not even just been this year, Mickey, it's been over the last probably two or three years, which just leaves you mystified as to how they can kind of produce something one day and then produce completely opposite performance the following day. Um, and I know there's there's certain aspects of it, fellas not committing and you're a little bit under strength and, you know, th- those things have to be factored in, of course, but at the end of the day, Mickey Meads somehow managed to retain their status last year on the back of a couple of really poor performances. The opportunity for them now is that they're in a round robin and they can actually, you know, try and redeem themselves over the next uh, the next couple of weeks. But it, it's not going to be easy, particularly after a pace that like that. Um, and and obviously losing Shane Whitty to what was an absolutely horrendous uh, neck injury. Um, it looks like he'll probably miss I, I would say the entire uh championship now on the back of that but fingers crossed he, he recovers sort of puts things into perspective i know the performance is terrible the game was dreadful but when you see an injury like that you, you kind of it's only a game of hurling at the end of the day yeah absolutely it really is i'm just a game of hurling um next up for mead is uh awfully it's next sunday at 2 p.m in tullamore and uh, it doesn't get any easier, let's just say, for the Mead lads. But um, if, if there's one thing we know from them over the last couple of years is that when, when they come, when they are a wounded animal, they do come back out fighting. So let's hope that they can, uh, you know, put in a performance in Tullamore next Sunday. We will be doing a full review of that uh, Joe McDonough game between Mead and Carlo on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, where Davey did catch up with Nick Weir, the Mead manager, after the game too discuss what was after happening um yeah Davey we'll we'll move on and um just some fixtures I suppose to note um the B Miners are playing their last game of the um Leinster Minor Championship um this coming Wednesday against Kildare it was it was done on a group uh, uh basis and their last game is against Kildare it is a nothing game for me really only that they can you know go out and I suppose try and put in a, a fully rounded performance, Davy. Um, they've had a disappointing year so far, and they will go into the shield competition. Let's just call it after this, but it's not what they would have wanted to have been. No, no, not realistically. When you know three teams from the four come out of the group, it, but the damage was done, as you said, in those first two games. Probably realistically, the first day um, with that defeat to Longford, but it's a tricky one. It would have been hard for, I think, players and management alike, particularly on the back of the second game, to have like, you know, a two-week break or whatever to go in and play what is a pointless game, albeit they go into the Shield after that. So you want to try and go in with a bit of momentum. Obviously, you know, Mead Mead should be probably contesting that and and really aiming to win that. But it's not where you want to be on the back of last year's exploits. It's disappointing, but you have to factor in that they're almost two completely different panels. Um, 
so they'll learn a lot from it. We said that already. And uh, yeah, hopefully they can just finish it out strong. It'll be a tough one in Kildare, though. Yeah, well, but we wish Derek O'Brien, Del Boy, and the lads the very best of luck um, on Wednesday night. And uh, hopefully they can, uh, I suppose, put in a performance that will give them some confidence going into that um, uh, secondary competition. Uh, also, just to note as well, next weekend um, on Sunday at 3 30 in Arkham, Leash will be taking on Wicklow um, in the Leinster Championship first round. And that, that will determine where we're going to be playing our quarterfinal, Davy Rusman, and who we're going to be playing in the Leinster quarterfinal the following week on the 1st of May. Um, this one, we'll, we'll be watching this one with Beta Brett Davy following it. And I'm sure every Mead supporter and every Mead footballer and part of the management and everything, every member of that whole panel will be watching this with, uh, you know, with a lot of intensity, let's just say, because a lot of intensity and a lot of interest because, you know, the the, the league, let's just say, while it wasn't the best league ever, we did get some confidence towards the end of it. We did start to see maybe a more rounded mead team um, and a more finished Mead team because there's no way did we start off the league with the strength of team that we finished the league with. So I suppose there'd be a lot of interest in this game and we'd be, I, I, I hope we'd be positive um, going into our quarter final of the Leinster Championship. Yeah, like, because you think, I suppose you think Mead had a bad campaign. You look at what Wicklow and uh, Leash, Leash had, like they both got relegated from Division mm-hmm. 3. Now they end up playing each other uh, Wicklow have since changed a manager, you know, in the middle of the league too. Um, and Billy Sheehan, obviously, at least trying to put a stamp on it. But the, the realistic element for them is that they have no qualifiers if they don't get to a Leinster final. Um, I'm not saying, you know, it's different with us. We, we we obviously want to get to a Leinster final as well. But for them, you know, whoever yeah. loses, obviously, this weekend. But whoever loses, then again, Mead is also going to be going into that tier two competition, um, which is where they're at. So it'll be interesting to see what way that goes. I, 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 I leash our favourites, but it's in Wicklow. They're such a good championship team on their home soil in Ockram. Um, wouldn't at all surprise me if Wicklow were to come through it. And if Wicklow do come through it, it'll be a home quarterfinal for Mead in Park Salton. Um, whereas I think if Leash win, we'll probably have to go on the road uh, down to Amore Park and Port Leash. So um, it will be nice to see Wicklow come through and have a home game in Nav on the following Sunday um, on the Maybank holiday as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, May the 1st. Um, it'll be absolutely brilliant. And um, Davey, does does it matter where whether it's in Park Tolchin or whether it's in Amore Park? Um, like, in all, in all honesty, we, we should be you know thinking that either team we're, we're going to be either of these but there's no way that it's going to be easy no matter what because you have to remember they're both going to whoever wins it is going to have a game under their belt as well yeah no i do i i don't think it should matter but i think it it probably does matter as well like you you want to play the, your your games at home i i wouldn't wouldn't fancy going on the road unless you, you kind of had to. But regardless of which, you, you should be winning against either of them. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, Leash did beat us in the World Cup though this year, you know, in yeah. Strad Valley. I know it was early days and stuff, but I was quite impressed with them that night. And they seemed to, to have regressed 
since the league, albeit they were missing a lot of players. And I think they've got a good few back now for the championship, so they should be a stronger proposition. And they should have enough to probably get themselves through it and set up that quarterfinal with Mead then uh, the, the following week. Similar to the to the 20s in many respects. You know, if Leach were to come through it, they'd have had a game under their belt, then they'd have home advantage. And it does turn into a bit of a banana skin for Mead. But regardless of which, I think we should have enough quality in our ranks based on the fact, as you say, that we have most of the team back now who've missed the entire league through injury um, to contend with that. Have you heard anything from the camp in recent weeks um, about injured players or lads getting back? Or I, I heard a possibility that maybe James Conlon isn't part of the panel anymore. Uh, Mickey, he, he might have dropped himself off uh, at the end of the league. Sean Ryan from Dunboyne, I think, has been added to the panel since. So he's gone in and, and has been training with Mead since the, the, the conclusion of the National League. So that's all I know at the moment. Uh, Injury-wise, I think we were fairly all right. The only one was probably Ronan Jones, and I haven't haven't heard an update on him. Fingers crossed he'll be all right because he's had an awful time of it. And he, he did make a huge impact, as they say, when he came back. Um, but Menton and, and McGill have obviously had another few weeks good hard training as well to get themselves right for championship. So um, I, I think we'll be fairly much nearly at 100%, you'd say. So Banty's last action of the year would be uh keeping mead in division two <laughs> his last meaningful he came on for two minutes at the end of the Derry game as well but yeah, yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His, his point in in ennis absolutely will uh will be his, his sign off for the for the time being anyway yeah yeah which is a shame Um, hopefully it's not true um and he's still in there but um uh yeah, it's disappointing when players leave a panel during the year. You can see why they leave it at the end of a year or whatever, but during the year, that's always disappointing, so it is. But uh, yeah, look, we'll we'll keep an eye on that game next week anyway. Leash and Wicklow, 3.30 in Ockram on Sunday. Um, I'm sure if it's not on the television, you'll get plenty of updates on Twitter. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davey, we'll move on now to our lotto segment and uh, uh, I'm sure the PROs have been in contact, although a few of them are probably still eating Easter eggs at this stage. <laughs> yeah, there definitely is because there's uh, there's not too many of them in here, but Chocolate and Royal Gales got in well ahead of time last Monday with their results 2, 3, 4 and 25 are the numbers, interesting ones there. Uh, there was no jackpot winner. Uh, are you rustling into an Easter egg there? Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, yeah. eating some of the kids' tofifis. Come <laughs> on. Uh, no jackpot winner in Dun Chocolate. Four match three winners collected 50 each. Sean McTighe, Patricia O'Dwyer, 
Elisa Riley and Paul Murphy. Um, next draw takes place Tuesday because, of course, it is a bank holiday. So Tuesday, the 19th of April, I have it live on Facebook. 13,000 of a jackpot, 30,000 of a first reserve and 7,800 of a second reserve. You can play that one at Club Force. Manal VGFC have had yet another winner. I think this is something like their third or fourth of the year already. And uh, what are we only in April at this stage? But their 1,400 euro jackpot was won by Claire Doherty, an online winner there. Claire uh, had the correct numbers, 5, 9, 20 and 27. There was also three 20 euro winners who were A. Corcoran, Oliver O'Malley and Rachel McCormick. The next draw takes place on Monday the 18th, which is tonight. And they start again with 500 euro of a jackpot at the NalvyGFC.ie or on the Club Force app. So Colm Kills Lotto from week number 738. And the numbers drawn were 11, 13, 15 and 25. No jackpot winner. 50 euro winners are as follows. Louise McLaughlin uh, on Ria Rua, Bettystown um, and Powderly from Bryanstown Manor, uh, Sunday Academy. Um, and the next jackpot is €10,000, and you can play that one on the kills.clubifyapp.com. Um, some strange uh, winners there in the kills, but anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, Navino Matney's next in, and uh, they had no jackpot winner last time around. Um, match three winners were Tygo Leary, Frank Keneally, and Paul Leddy. 4, 23, 28, 29 were the numbers drawn. The next draw takes place on the 19th, which is tomorrow night. 13,400 euro of a jackpot there. Um, Minolte, 13,800 euro of a jackpot. Um, also no winner there from last Sunday. Uh, the numbers drawn were 6, 7, 9 and 21. They had six match three winners who collect 35 euro each. Stephanie Lynch, Noel Kangley, Shane Kellis, Patsy Casty, Peter Carlin, and Roisin Duffy um, were the winners. There was a special online prize of 50 euro who went to Betty Smith. And uh, next week's jackpot takes place on Sunday, the 24th of April, and it is 14,000 euro there. Um, my own quarter GFC is the last one on my list. Mickey and our 8,700 euro jackpot from last Friday night wasn't one either. 5, 11, 17, and 32 were the numbers there. We had a mighty close call, though. I'll tell you why. Stephen Foley, Mickey, right? He had 5, 11, 32, and 7, right? 17 was the fourth number, but his little one does his numbers, and she scribbled out the one. She actually had 17 in, but she scribbled out the one and left it at 7. Um, he was down at the poker then after, and we were telling him about it. Oh, he was fit to, he was fit to calve after it, but um, <laughs> that was an expensive... Um, scribble out of the of the one but uh thankfully he did it from a club perspective um but anyway we had five 20 year winners here carmel dolan mary wright christy tully pat farrell and linda whelan eight thousand eight hundred euro next friday night at courtandga.com forward slash lotto and we'll also have a signed mead ladies jersey by the entire squad to give away as well so um as well as the eight thousand eight hundred assigned mead ladies jersey to one lucky person yeah, absolutely brilliant. The uh, uh, town Lotto always have that little extra uh, uh, going with the Lotto on a weekly basis. Uh, the two I have are uh, the usual from Centralstown and from Simonstown. Declan Kinsler from Centralstown was uh, in contact and last week's numbers on Monday, uh, there were 12, 17, 18 and 26. There was no jackpot winner again. The jackpot is still at 10,000 euro, which is absolutely brilliant. 
There was five 25-year-old winners, and they were Jennifer Day, Sandra Waters, Caelac Mullen, Desi Gray, and Malachi Hickey. And then the Simonstown lotto last week was not won. Uh, the jackpot was 1,600. The numbers drawn were 1, 3, 6, and 19. Porrick Farrell was the only match three winner. Next week's jackpot is 1,650 euros. So, uh, Davey, I was just thinking there, um, just as uh, we were doing the lotto's I looked at a message there i got from sean tobin and he said he was out golfing today and that's why he missed my message earlier on but we um have uh, a man that we forgot to give a mention to one and only matt turkey from uh america the st colin kills man who only a few weeks ago sent us over some brilliant brilliant presents from um sawgrass uh golf club um davy what a gentleman Oh, unbelievable, Mickey. And just in time for, I think, you have a golf class coming up, don't you, in a few weeks' time. So um, hopefully after all these Easter eggs that you're scoffing away there, the, the shirt will still fit you. But um, unbelievable yeah. bit of bit of kit from uh, Matt and, and very much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great stuff as well, like um, uh, the hat, the tops, um, and, and with the sawgrass emblem on them as well. Mm, yeah, very much so. Um, maybe that's where we'll go next. He might bring yeah. us over for a guest podcast or something, would he? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great to go over and record over there in Sawgrass um, and maybe have a round as well and and, and do a little bit of a, a podcast? I'll, ca- I'll caddy for you, Mickey. I'm you I'm caddy for me. I have no problem at all, Davey. That's brilliant. Yeah, you you carry my beers. Um, that'll be brilliant. But um, yeah, and speaking of which, like that that direction over there, Leighton, Collinkills, Drogheda, um, St Mary's. I want to give uh, one lad a, a little shout out. I was over in Drada uh, Hospital last Thursday night and I had forgotten to get my mask. And so I went into the local shop just outside the uh, the hospital. And who was there only? The one and only Sam Victory. And uh, I was chatting away to him for, for a few minutes and he was asking for you, Davy, and the whole lot. But um, shocking nice lad. Threw me a couple of um, uh, uh, face masks as well. And... Uh, yeah good lad and i know that their their fortunes haven't been the best over there at the moment but they are down huge numbers at the moment a lot of lads injured and a lot of lads away at the moment over there in st mary's yeah hopefully they'll stay the same because i think we have them in two weeks so um fingers crossed they don't get plenty of them back before them but sam's doing extremely well um he's established himself now as their main scorer very young player still like he's only 18 years of age but Great fella, loves the sport. Um, I think he might be studying journalism as well, is he possibly yeah, in college? Yeah. So um he, he's in that sort of game too, but um a really, really good skin. Yeah, really good skin. And um check him out there on Twitter and Facebook and all that. He does do some uh some reports and stuff on games and whatever, and and, and does some uh journalism on sports and whatever. So uh, do check him out, really good lad over there, and uh, huge Huge future ahead of him in, in football in terms as well. Great, great little footballer. Um, Davey, we'll move on now to Instagram. And I'd say it's all about the Easter eggs this week. Um, yeah, and, and a little bit of other things as well. But uh, the first one comes in from Connor Shearer. And I know you've seen this as well, by the way. Um, and he wants to talk about the Manalvi Pitch Invader. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, as I said... That wouldn't happen with a Husqvarna Ottermore, so it wouldn't Davy Rispin, uh, from PR Coyne and Sons in Clonard County Mead, just if anybody is looking for one. Um, they, uh, did you see, it was like a little tank. 
So it was. It was like I, I thought it was. The imagine, imagine you were taking a free, or you were going for a ball, and you seen that show coming at you. Yeah. Do, like, I, do you remember? Um, uh, was it was it Michael Collins and the, the tanks come out onto Crow Park? Mm. Do you remember that? It was like yeah. a miniature. It was like a miniature one of them. All it was missing was them, uh, the the machine gun from the front of it or whatever. Um, and it was green, I suppose. But um, yeah, weird little looking contraption, but. What a way to stop a game. Yeah, I think Lucky to be working was probably involved with that because Sean Duggan was running riot from Manalvi and I think Black Hall were struggling for air and I think Lucky to be working got the remote of it um, and gave it a little bit of encouragement to get out onto the pitch and uh, that's where it all materialised from. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It went viral anyway, so it did. Shame there wasn't a video of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. It would have been good, all right. Um, because you see dogs coming on and that from time to time and the game stop, but you never see a pitch at uh, uh, lawnmower and automower or whatever it was. Yeah, geez. Robot, uh, robot mo- uh, lawnmower coming onto the field. Classic. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of shenanigans up in, uh, I think it was at Balna Creek, or possibly the game was in Myla. They played Sunday um, in a cracking game, Myla and the Bridgets. Um, yeah. Myla came out victors there by a point in uh, that game, which doubled up as a cup, but also a huge league game at the top of the table. And Alan Moore reckons that Sean Riley was paying Dawson before the game for easy freeze. That's a serious <laughs> accusation against uh, um, the Manalbi, unbe- or the Myla club, sorry. An unbelievable ac- accusation as well. But um, just on that as well, Davy, and I know we will be doing it on our review podcast, but... Um, you had picked St. Bridget's in that game and I had picked Myla, so I'm already one of he- one ahead of you um, on those results. Yeah, um, Bridget's led by 2-2 to a point in that game, so, you know, I'll be a little bit disappointed with them. They didn't really kick on and see the game out, but anyway. Um... Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Jack Walsh next in and he said Finn Harps breaking Bose Hearts in the 93rd minute. Yeah, it was a 2-1 or something, I think. 3-2, 3-2. 3-2, 3-2. It was 2-1 at one stage, I think, uh, yeah. and whatever. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, but she'll have that in, in soccer. Well, uh, like, I think Finn Harps finished with nine men, and they scored their third goal in injury time with nine men, which is absolutely incredible. Um, not great from Bo's perspective, but what a win for Ollie Horgan's men there. Uh, Joe McQueenie next in, and he says, huge games for, sorry, huge game for the 20s this week against the Dubs. Yeah, can't wait. Um, I uh, we said it again at the top of the podcast. Um, I really do think it's a weight off their shoulders, a monkey off their back, and they can go into this game against Dublin 
you know, with, with no fear and the shackles off and, 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 and have a go. Yeah, and I think that probably answers the next question from Deck F. Dunn. He says, under 20s, any chance versus the Dubs? We'd give them a huge chance. They obviously have to improve quite considerably on what they produced last weekend, but I, I think they will um, and, and you know, give a good account of themselves. Fingers crossed they can get a result in that. Um, Mead Hurlers, of course, coming up. Uh, Jack Nolan says the Mead Hurlers need a serious kick up the arse, poor against an average Carlo team. Uh I don't know if you can say they need a kick up the arse. Um, I think that's a bit unfair on them. Um, you know, there's there's been an awful lot of unrest in the camp over the last couple of years. Um, a lot of players coming in and out of the team. Uh, and I, we lost players towards the championship last year, and then we lost players towards the start of the year this year um, uh, due to football commitments and stuff like that and whatever. Like So... It's not easy for them at all. They, they they just can't seem to get a settled team over the last couple of years. And, you know, kicking the arse, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe they just need need an injection of 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 of, um, of players or something. I, I don't know. They, they just, like, if you're losing three or four players last year coming towards the championship or probably more, and the same again this year, your strength and depth is, is really being challenged then. Yeah, it is. And the answer to it might actually be here because lucky to be working says the Mead hurlers need encouragement. I am free to give them some, lad. Oh, get up there. Well, it, well, if he's free, why doesn't he go to the side of the pitch and encourage them? Uh, come on, lads. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, Keep it going. Absolutely. He says there's uh, watery hens coming back from Kilkenny going to send them the purge music soon. Uh, says lucky <laughs> to be working. I think there was a stag, a Black Hole Gale stag and they were in Kilkenny over the weekend. So, uh, lucky to be working is going to send them the purge music for some encouragement. <laughs> yeah, that's just what they need. Um, Extra Time Sports says players player kicks a soft ball back behind the goals for replacing. Ref gives opposition a 45. Standard of referees. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That is good, isn't it? <laughs> well, like, it all depends on when that happened. Like, we'd say, did the ball go back to him when the ball was in play? Uh, and he goes, this is soft. Give me a different ball. Um, no, I'd imagine he probably had a free and he maybe kicked kick it behind. Out yeah, or yeah. Something. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd love to I'm know. Ne- I've never seen that. No, I'd love to know the context of that. Like, Because the only way I can see him giving a 45 is if the, if the ball was played back to him uh, in play, nobody comes near him and he goes, ref, this ball is soft. I'm just going to change it. And he throws it out over the end line and gets a new one. That would be mm. a 45. So... But um, that's the only way I could see it being a 45. Classic. We'll have to get the context to that. Uh, Lewis Finnegan says, Paderburn still balling for Ballon Lock, servant of the club. He was back in action uh, in a Premier Championship game over the weekend. Very good. Um, uh, great to see him back in the field and the sun is starting to shine. So you might see these uh, elder statesmen coming back to play in football now, so you might. Yeah, very much so. Um, Alex McGovern says Zach Griffin missing a free from sixteen yards out. Ooh, I hope we, it was we've all that. been there, to be honest, haven't we? I hope it was from a very tight angle. Mm. I don't. I, I don't know. I missed one in a. I missed one in an under twenty one championship semi final for Simonstown. Um, it was in Dundry, and I was after coming on as a sub, and I would have been a free taker at the time, and it was a fourteen yard free right in front of the goals and I skewed it out to the right we lost by a point that game 
Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Simon Finn says, Mark Kavanagh with two points from play. Class is permanent. Kevin Finn followed that up by saying, Mark Kavanagh yet again, always delivering on the big stage. He did come on for Balanabraki, Mickey, uh, in a Premier Championship game as well, replacing our good friend Brendan Byrne, who... I think it was kept scoreless from corner forward. Mark Kavanagh comes on and kicks two points. He'll be under pressure the next day. He's just put his hand up, hasn't he? He's put his hand up. He has, yeah. Um, and the last one I think that I have on my list is from Darren Gibney, uh, joint captain with Myla. And he said the Bridgets are bottlers. <sighs> Ooh, that's harsh. No, I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have said that. I just think that Myla are on a good run of form at the moment. Um, yeah, they were trailing by seven points and came back and won that one by a point. Um, I'm delighted for my predictions obviously um davy is distraught for uh, st bridget's and for his predictions but uh what do you think of that comment davy um i don't know i i don't think they're bottlers but i do think they need to figure out how to win ugly when they put themselves in match winning positions i think they have great class quality youth and everything they need but possibly in those types of games, they, they maybe struggle to get over the line and they, they'll need to learn from that, obviously. And they do have a bit of time to learn from it, but it is a bit of a harsh lesson. Great win for Myla. I mean, they haven't lost the game this year. There was talk of them going yeah. extinct in the off-season. Yeah. They haven't lost a game between Cup and League so far. It's an incredible turnaround in fortunes um, and you'd have to be delighted for them. Oh, it's, it's an incredible story. When you think of the off-field stories before the season started and whether whether or not they'd have a, a team or a club even and, and whatever. And it's nearly like they're a wounded animal. It was like, right, well, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And they came back and everybody put their shoulder to the wheel. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant story. And it just shows you what what can be done when, when, when a group of lads all, you know, decide to do the right thing or whatever or, or, or to save their club. Absolutely brilliant story so far, Davy, And probably the story of the season so far. Yeah, I'd say so, definitely. Um, that's it from Insta. That's it from Insta. Well, I suppose that's it from this episode of your uh, We Are Meat podcast. We Are Meat, why? It matters more. <laughs>